Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Hello and welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. Tonight, we're going back to Elm Street and we're going to have a blast. We hope you're ready for prime time, bitch, because it's Yes Have Some. And now, here are your hosts, Jake, Abigail, and Craig. <laughs> Showtime. Everybody loves the, the IDW comics. You guys have been killing it for a very long time, so... Mm-hmm. We all flood, yeah. Always humbled to hear, and I'm blushing, but you can't see it. (laughs) Blushing over (laughs) Skype. I don't know if Skype can handle blushing. (laughs) Yeah, it would probably crash. (laughs) Got to update Internet Explorer for blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Dan Dan Shoning, thank you so much for joining. Yes, have some. It's been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. Um, We before we started recording, uh, I was mentioning that for a long time people have been asking us, when are you going to get Dan and Eric on? When are you guys going to talk about IDW? And I said, we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. We finally have Dan on joining. Yes. Have some all the way from Canada. And he's here to talk about what everybody wants to know about Mm -hmm. nightmare on Elm street. Mm -hmm. Freddy Krueger. Final nightmare. (laughs) Freddy's dead. We're only talking that movie. (laughs) Um, so, but Dan, like I said, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's, it's awesome. Uh, that you're taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to, uh, like you said, wax poetically about, uh, I don't know, probably the most iconic horror icon. Mm-hmm. That, that, there's most a good iconic setup. sweater, for sure. Definitely the most yeah. iconic sweater. Very um, cool color scheme. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, well-dressed. Well-dressed. Definitely best dressed. I always find myself getting jealous over uh, Freddy Krueger's waistline and his, like, slim-fit pants. Oh, he's slim. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's <laughs> He's got those relaxed, kind of pleated pants, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he's just yeah. casually killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. Got a, he's got a, he's got a feel good. He's wearing his Sunday pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, like it also like takes a certain kind of person that can like pull off a fedora. Most people can't do it, Ooh, and like Freddie, he pulls it off very well. Also, the yeah. peacoat in New Nightmare looks really good. Yeah, really good. Yep. Ooh, it's almost like a du- a duster. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Very GQ. Um, I like it. Now, do you guys, since this is a serious conversation, I'll start with a serious question. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever wants to tackle it can jump right in. Mm-hmm. Do we think that Freddy Krueger just has the one outfit, or does he have a whole closet with it's just all the same thing? Yes, like Doug, like cartoon character yeah, like style. Doug. Absolutely. Oh, he's got to have. He's got to have multiples. There, there's too many times that that sweater's getting torn open or torn off, or yeah. like. He's ripped into it as himself a couple times. <laughs> He's got to have just a closet full of them. Right. It, it's really like uh, Ernest P. Whirl. You know, my name is Ernest. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you ever yeah, seen for sure. When he's got the closet and it's oh. just all the vest and the jeans. Yeah. I think it was in the Ernest yeah. Scared Stupid. But, um, yeah, Freddie's like, like knitting. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's. Yeah, I think they're. Freddie picks the, up knitting. Yeah, totally. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very. Like, oh, yeah. there you go. 
it's very upsetting. And anytime like the souls of children burst through his sweater, he's probably just kind of pissed oh, off it's about tough. it. He goes to fix it. He's got that yeah. glove on. He tears yeah. another hole. It's very problematic, I imagine. Uh, Dan, it's funny you brought up uh, Ernest at Dragon Con. There was a running joke started by our friend Austin, Austin Young, uh, that he, the movie that he always wanted to see was Ernest Saves Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I actually photoshopped that, and I actually photoshopped a poster for it right after Dragon Con, so mm-hmm. it's out there. It's like, out there. Oh, I got to. I'll have to look around for that. That sounds we'll, pretty. We'll amazing. send it. We'll send it to you. We're, yeah, we'll send it. We're, we're it, it would it be a, a weird ride that one. That movie. Mm-hmm. Very, it would yeah. be kind of like a battle of wits, really. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it would. Yeah. They're both pretty witty. Yeah. yeah. It so. would. Ju- it would just end with them having some sort of like, I don't know comedic rap battle yeah i like that forth. like i'm <laughs> yeah like a roast of each yeah, other they roast each absolutely. other absolutely um, i can see it so so this month we've all been kind of like watching a ton of horror movies and we're our plan has been to tackle uh a new franchise every week uh divine intervention maybe we ran into a ton of uh electricity gremlin yeah the electricity gremlin showed up gremlin last State week and we and we were supposed to do uh Nightmare on Elm Street last week, uh, and then it ended up working out because we didn't do it, and now Dan's here joining us. Uh, but Dan, I want to kind of start, I think all of us have a different history with uh, horror in general and Nightmare on Elm Street, and we've kind of all talked about it, but why don't you let us know, uh, you know, you're a huge horror fan, and I kind of asked you who you wanted to maybe talk about, and, and Freddie was one of your first choices, so why don't you let us know uh, maybe why. What is it about Freddy Krueger that speaks to you? Well, I think, you know, like when you think of horror movie monsters, especially like modern age ones, um, Freddy always comes to mind first. Him and Jason and Michael Myers and uh, from the Halloween movies. And I think Michael Myers kind of started the slasher films, but kind of Freddy gave a face to it because the other characters are wearing masks. But Freddy, you can see his face. And uh, Mm -hmm. he was always just really had a lot of personality compared to the other movie monsters. So I think he stands out for me. Uh, The first time I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it would have been way after 1984 when that one came out, because I would have been way too scared to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Ghostbusters was enough for me at that age, at the (laughs) age of eight. So um, I think it was a few years later, and I had watched it on one of those old little uh, portable televisions that are black and white. And the screen's, like, maybe the size of, like, an iPad now. Right. <laughs> so I am dating myself by saying this, but uh, I watched the whole movie in my in my bed and with the, the covers over my wow. head, and it was really scary. That first one really mm-hmm. stands out, and I think to this day it's still quite a, a scary film, com- especially compared to the other uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So. For sure. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, he's just always been a standout uh, horror movie character, and... Uh, Robert Anglin, obviously, he's brings so much to that character. And I recently watched uh, that documentary. I think it was called Never Sleep Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like two and a yeah. half hours of all this history of Nightmare on Elm Street that I didn't even know about. Like, I knew bits of it, but it was really astounding to hear about how much. Um, you obviously can tell Robert Anglin put a lot of thought into the character. But, you know, he talks about the movement and where he got his inspiration and it's a uh, and even com- like going back to the sweater, com- uh, Wes Craven's idea of combining the red and the green colors together because it's hard for brains to kind of pick up on that pattern. Mm-hmm. It's quite uh, fascinating. I, I really appreciate that because we try and put that 
kind of detail into the comic book too. So kind of taking that extra step and uh, to mess with people is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all about like what goes on in the brain and how you interpret him. And I think that's very cool. I read that factoid as well about the, uh, the green and the red being difficult to like discern to the human eye and being like unsettling. And I think that's very cool. Yeah. yeah it's that... a subconscious attack. Right? Mm-hmm. So, which is how really... he plays, which I like. Yeah. yeah. But that first movie. So we, we, uh, have been watching or rewatching, uh, all of them over the last couple of weeks. And like that first one really does hold up. It's genuinely scary. And like, Obviously, as the movies went on, Freddy kind of became a little bit more, uh, you know, had more gags and cartoonish, a little yeah. more cartoonish with more wisecracks. But uh, that that first one is really, really scary, and 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 it does hold up. Um, and I, you kind of forget like Wes Craven, like what he did for New Line. Like they always say, like New Line was the house that Freddy built. Like you don't get more iconic than Freddy Krueger. Like as far as bringing in money into the studio, just becoming like the face of a franchise and the face of a studio. Mm-hmm. Like Freddy Krueger was, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to now. I really can't. There's, it's, there's not, it, there's nothing there's really. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, uh, I don't, know. I don't know. Could you, could you say Iron Man to the MCU? Cause he was pretty mm-hmm. important to Original build cash that. cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he, he's uh-huh. like, like if you were going to build, uh, Oh, we joked a couple weeks ago about remaking Monster Squad with all of the uh, slasher guys instead of the classic Universal guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, yeah, wow. Freddie. Fre- like it. And also, I'm going to keep joking about that until it. Ha- I think that needs to actually yeah, happen. I until, agree. <laughs> it's going to get out there. It's going to get out there. Keep um, saying it. Someone's going to hear it. Someone's going to hear it. Or get maybe we should all just together. write it. Yeah, I think um, we should. I'm, I'm sure there'd be some rights issues there. <laughs> Jake, what's your history yeah. with uh, Freddie? <clears throat> you know. Uh, I don't remember the first time that I saw the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but I remember, and you know what? I think, I think I've told many uh, stories pretty similar to this on the show, but my first time seeing it is like, so I would go to bed and my mom would like stay up and watch horror movies. And I had, so my bed was at the end of like a hallway and then there was a door between the hallway and like the living room. And I could sneak out of my bed, walk down the hallway peek through the door and see the TV. And I would do that all the time. And I remember, I remember doing that and seeing, I don't remember exactly which sequel it was, but just one of the, all the, all all the sequels to these, to, to the nightmare movies are very gross. They're very, uh, you know, there's just super weird stuff going on. And yeah, I remember seeing they, they're kind of like there's pizza face meatballs on at one point. <laughs> pizza so face is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> pizza face is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I always Freddy's always been my favorite. You know, for all the reasons you know that Dan said, and then he's it's just also Nightmare on Elm Street is such a different kind of movie from the other ones. It's it's just way more like inventive, and it's so much more out there. Like the whole dream thing, and mm-hmm. you know, like the you know, in all the other movies, just just like a dude in a mask, and they're like, "Well, shoot him, shoot him six times." You know, like I that's shot what, him six times. It, you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly, but like Freddy, it's like he's bringing you in his dream. It's just so much. It's so much more stuff going on. It's, it's imaginative, so, yeah. So much more weird, yeah. That I just mm-hmm. always like those better, and I like all the gross stuff, like all the weird deaths and all the mo- like that stuff's so much more fun to watch. I think. Well, yeah. the the. The scene in Nightmare Four, is it four or five? Where the, the dinner table scene, where the girl, Wait, where, it's five. Where, he, where he feeds her to death. That's yes, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, that is 
one of the most disgusting. Yeah, things. it feels like creep show almost. It a is. Bit like, and yeah. It, apparently, that was cut back too. There was a lot more to that scene. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. Can you believe that? Well, now we gotta so, find it. It's funny you said that because I remember when I was a kid, there was always be these like urban legends and rumors, especially about like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, where there'd be like, "Hey." You know, there's unreleased ones they only show in like Europe that they'll never release in America. Actual kills. So, like, I remember, like, for 14, 15, (laughs) you know, years of my life thinking that there were these other Friday the 13th movies that I just hadn't seen, but uh, (laughs) that was was all made up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, (laughs) who told told you that? Probably. I was pretty gullible. Like, I thought this. (laughs) There was this one kid in my class in fifth grade. He told me his dad was Jason from the Power Rangers, and I just believed him. Like, it made no sense. Jason was, like, 17. (laughs) So it made no sense. I think that's pretty commonplace in elementary school. Yeah. To kind of elaborate and embellish Mm -hmm. a bit about what their family is like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's usually kind of a warning sign. Oh, things aren't good at home, are they? Right. Like, anytime a kid tells you his dad's in the CIA, it's, like, just... You know. Yeah, I had a neighbor who was like on. She would say she was on every episode of Wild and Crazy Kids from Nickelodeon. And I'd ask her, and she'd be like, "Oh, it's the one that's not aired yet." So I was like, "Oh, okay. liar! Not oh. true. Don't buy it." Um. So my, so I I had older cousins, and when you grew up in the '80s and you had older cousins, so I was born in '84. So I was right in that pocket for Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles. Those are my main two, but my older cousins that were all three, four, five years older than me. They all love Nightmare on Elm Street. They all love the Friday the 13th movies. They all love Masters of the Universe. So mm-hmm. I, I was kind of in Star Wars, too. Mm-hmm. So I was exposed to uh, some of that stuff. At, like, at three and four years old, I remember, like, all my cousins around a table, you know, watching Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or Friday the 13th. But my earliest memory was in my aunt's house. She kind of had this bar in the back of the living room. And I was peering over as all of my cousins were watching the first Nightmare on Elm Street. And the first scene I ever saw was Freddy's glove coming up in the bathtub between Nancy's legs. And as a four-year-old, you cannot process any of it. I was just yeah. like, I knew yeah. this. Happened? It's a lot to process at any age. Yeah. It's, well, it's yeah. legitimately, that is one of the scariest. It's like that thing they do in horror where they mi- they mix like weird, like teenage sexual tension with, mm-hmm. with horror and violence. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the subconscious right. brain oh, thing. Oh, so was this like, were you... Were you watching this and you were like, oh, wait, this is it's doing something to my brain. It's scaring me. Mm-hmm. It's also doing something to my pants. Is yeah. That what was happening? Yes. At four years old, I said, this is doing something to my pants. Um, was pretty, he was advanced. I was yeah. very advanced. I was right. No, I was. I was like two feet tall. Uh, I was going to say, did you refuse to have baths after that? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I was like, somebody get, get me to the bathtub right now. Something's you're going like, on in there. You're like looking in there. Yes. Uh, um, Somebody's in there. But that, I mean, that's super scary. Because that that's like, and I was talking to Abby about it. Like, just that's like you're at your most vulnerable. Like you're in a bathtub and you're mm-hmm. naked and it's very scary. And I remember that was my introduction. My other memories of Freddy Krueger were my cousins dressing up as Freddy Krueger. And there was a rumor going around, again, one of these elementary school things, that if you mm-hmm. used the wrong Freddy Krueger makeup kit, that you couldn't get it off your face and you might turn into Freddy Krueger. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I see that one. Um, that's amazing. That, that was should be the that should be the plot of the next movie. I know. All that's not, the also your like fake uh Jason movies. I feel like that should be the plot of another movie where like they actually somehow kill you or something like that. So these are all good like the urban legends that kids make up should 
become the new movies. They're much better than the mm-hmm. Power Rangers dad story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abigail, yes. what is your history with Freddy Krueger? Well, uh, I think anyone who listens to the show will know that I was homeschooled, and um, there was a pretty like a religious environment, so I was not allowed to see any of the Nightmare movies or any of the Jason movies or Chucky or really anything that was... Uh, what did you watch? I mean, Alfred Hitchcock was the, like, the, like, birds scared me, and, like, Marnie, and, like, uh, Vertigo. Um, I watched, like, classic movies when it comes to, like, horror films, and I definitely wasn't allowed to see anything that was, like, grotesque, or that would, like, you know, be considered, like, going against the Bible. So, um, I grew up definitely terrified of the idea of Freddy, and I saw, like, movie posters, and I was scared of, like, any little bits that I would see, um, of those things, because, I mean, for obvious reasons, he's terrifying. Um, but watching the movies for the first time, uh, which I did last fall, I saw the first one, I, I don't know if that was my first viewing, I feel like it might have actually been a few years back that I watched, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time, but what struck me the most was the female characters and, like, the final girl, um, that's, like, my favorite part of those movies. I like to see a strong female, like, extract herself from situations and outwit Freddy. And I also, my favorite film of the franchise is the third one. I really liked Dream Warriors, and I like Taryn's character, and I like the idea of, like, the kids being able to band together and, like, get inside each other's dreams. And, like, we've all mentioned, like, just the dream territory being so imaginative and interesting to watch. Like, I think that that's just a really cool thing to play with, and I love the movies, so... Yeah, it's uh it's kind of it's a cool playground. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 and this is kind of and Dan as somebody who's a creator and as us who we all have, you know, these tendencies to kind of dream up these scenarios. The thing that surprises me of, about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is they didn't really not until like Freddy's Dead did they start kind of playing with the mythology a little bit. It's kind of a really interesting take on uh it's an interesting idea to be able to go into your dreams and experience things there that affect you in real life and have this guy who's haunting you like it they kind of establish that in the first one but they don't necessarily take it much further than that as the movies go on the movies just kind of become about freddy and he's killing teenagers and they kind of add to the story a little bit but it kind of always surprised me that they didn't really try to go like way out there on the mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only tiny, there's tiny, tiny bits of it kind of sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I, you... I think a, a, a fair bit of it comes from the idea of not explaining too much right away because then you lose that to the scariest things or the things you don't understand or yeah. can't, right. or the unknown. Less is so right. having that kind of mystified air around uh, his history and like the backstory of the character which is quite disturbing in itself as well, yeah. is, um, you know, kind of adds to the scary <laughs> factor of it. And uh, I also wanted to point out, too, that I loved the point raised about the strong female protagonist, because mm-hmm. you'll find that in all of the Nightmare films, it's always the females that survive, or the, the yeah. lead female that does. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else loses it. So it's a, yep. it's a great, wonderful kind of example of, of that, the strong women yeah know, i'm like so i should have been watching really these cool. movies when i was a little girl because i would have loved that stuff and i uh, i found mm-hmm. a lot of really cool characters throughout the film so yeah it's 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 susan b anthony hillary clinton and nancy those are the three those are your three powerful <laughs> in my dreams i'm beautiful and bad um so but don't you mean, but don't you mean jesse from part two yeah jesse, oh, as well. jesse we love jesse love jesse uh well we're gonna get into that um mm-hmm. 
So what's interesting, this is kind of a fun fact. Freddy Krueger is only in the first Nightmare on Elm Street for seven minutes. Mm. He's like uh, Bruce the shark from uh, Jaws. Like, yeah. And it works. Less, less is more. It kind of works in the same way, right? So that's what Dan was just saying. Like, mm-hmm. By not seeing him, by by not revealing too much, it becomes your that mind much. fills in the blanks yeah. and it becomes more terrifying. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, mm-hmm. the implied, absolutely. So before we get into like too many like facts going forward with all of the films, I mean, there's so much to cover. I just wanted to go ahead and hear what everybody's favorite was. Just like, what is your favorite nightmare movie, and like, what was your favorite kill? Because what, like, I feel like. Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, really upped the ante with like creative ways to kill the characters, and it's still kind of a thing that happens in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like those Final Destination movies were all about the kills. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. As I was watching them and rewatching them this time around, I was marking down like favorite kills from each one, and it's like you're keeping score of like a game or something, and I kind of liked it. Well, so. I can go ahead and start mm-hmm. since I I I. Uh, I brought this mess up. My favorite kill is actually from the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite. Like, I know it's kind of a cop out, mm-hmm. but it is the best, <laughs> right? I mean, are you? Yeah, no, the original. Yeah, a lot of people. I have a feeling we're either going to say one or three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, most people, like you don't meet a lot of people who are like, oh, Dream Child. Oh. I tell you what, it's the Godfather of horror films. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. My, I mean, dream. It was. It's fun. It's fun, right? Uh, my favorite kill is actually from uh, the first movie, and it's Tina mm-hmm. on the ceiling. Tina oh, being yeah. dragged on the ceiling. That's like one of the most iconic things in it that is. you'll ever see. It absolutely mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, yeah it's so, looking. yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting too because I'm I'm assuming that the way they filmed it was to just film everything upside down and yeah. she's crawling around the floor it to make a, it look it was a rotating room they had a right yeah. right they built a rotating room yeah and it's mm-hmm. so effective right like that still holds up today and it's extremely like the reaction of her boyfriend is one of the funniest things mm-hmm. because he like i mean how would you react in that scenario like you wake up and your yeah. girlfriend's being drugged on the ceiling like bleeding everywhere mm-hmm. you know every time i go through that I just don't know how to react. So. Yeah, I mean it's terrifying. <laughs> like the way it's shot is like groundbreaking for sure. And I did I read that stuff about how they like you know drop the blood and how much they use. It took like so many gallons, etc. But it's it's definitely really interesting stuff and super scary. Yeah, Dan, do you have a a, yeah. a kill a kill? Is it, yeah, is it weird a question to kill? ask somebody like <laughs> what's your favorite <laughs> death? fictitious kill yes yeah (laughs) right right start with that uh you know as for like my favorite nightmare film uh that was part of the question right i think yes yeah yeah um i you know i want to say one but i'm gonna say three number Mm -hmm. the dream warriors a lot of it has to do Mm -hmm. with the dawkins song because i love that song Oh, oh, we were just talking. The dream <laughs> that song's so cool. Uh, you know, I was just watching the vid. Eighties metal. Um, yeah. You know, as as for the when I was a kid, when I first saw it, my favorite kill was the wizard. Uh, just because I, oh. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. I would turn into a wizard or a superhero to fight Freddy too. That that would be uh-huh. what I would do. Um, but looking back on it now, I think the one that always stands out for me is how Johnny Depp died in the first one. So oh, he's being kind of pulled mm-hmm. into the bed, and then mm-hmm. the pause, 
the kind of dramatic pause and then all the blood gushing out. It was just, mm. that just kind of has always left an impact. It might not have been the scariest one, but it, for me, it was the most, I don't know, it, it, it still stands out as one of the more creative but effective ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, number three favorite film and then favorite kill is Johnny Depp. No offense to Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, there's a really good line when, when the cops show up and they're like, where's the coroner? And he, they're like, he's been throwing up for an hour in the bathroom yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and you see blood just dripping through the <laughs> ceiling still, like starting that, which is amazing. Yeah. Like just the quantity, and, and like the sheer amount. The, the mom. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what was that? No. Oh, no, I was just agreeing that it's like so much blood from his kill that it trips through the ceiling. It's great. I love it. Oh, yeah. No, it totally is. And you get to see the mom's reaction as well, which is great. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Just adding that extra kind of layer <clears throat> of emotion to the scene. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really yeah, cool that that was remember exactly. Johnny Depp's first movie. <clears throat> no, you're good, yeah. Jacob. No, I was just going to say, I don't remember exactly what her dad says to her at that point, but he he's an asshole to, to, to Nancy in that. Like, she comes in the house and her boyfriend's just been killed. And he, I can't remember yeah. exactly what he says, but he's like a jerk to her. And I'm like, hey, yeah, be nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like Come watching on. her from across the street. Like, I don't like that girl. I don't want her son hanging out with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Right. Yeah, the parents in those movies are really weird, especially like they Pretty act um, very disconnected. And I guess it's because yeah. they're they're feeling responsible for what's happening. Mm-hmm. But at the same right. time, there's that, no, like, there's, yeah, there's no dude, compassion from them. They're all so drinking kind of in the morning, weird. first of all. So yes, they want to like they want to not ad- they want to not admit to what's happening, and they're trying to just like kind of turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think they would just move at some point? It doesn't seem to be happening on <laughs> Main Street. Oh, new neighborhood? <laughs> just get out of Springwood. Well, there's, yeah. there's uh, a Elm Street in every city, though. Oh, oh. that's what they say. That's what they say. Um, uh, Jake, do you have a favorite? Well, I don't know. We could get a curveball here. I'm, I'm looking forward to your answer. Jake, what is your favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Yeah. You know what? It's 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 not any of previously mentioned ones. I think my favorite, I, I, I will agree that, I think the first one's probably the best. My favorite is New Nightmare. That's my favorite Whoa. film a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I rewatched New Nightmare over and over more than the rest of them. I think it's such a weird, it's such a like a weird place to go with the sequel, and I think it works. I think it was they did really well, like you know, bringing scariness back to Freddy. It like mirrors the first one in such a great way, and. uh I don't know. That's it's, that's my favorite one. I think like that's it, there's so much to that he did with New Nightmare that you could tell. Like if you watch that movie now, you're like, oh, he this is like all he was like it was like his tryout for Scream. It's got like that's all, what I all think, that yeah. meta mm-hmm. stuff in it. It's got so mm-hmm. much stuff from that like didn't really catch on when when he made like New Nightmare didn't do. I don't think it did very well. It, you know, you don't hear people talk about it as much. And I think people just like I think maybe it was a little too early and people didn't get it because then when Scream came out, everybody loved it and they love all that meta stuff and like that's what he was doing with the night with New Nightmare. It's the exact same stuff. And as far as kills, I'm just gonna uh, you know there, there's so many weird kills that I love. Like I mean, the, you, you already mentioned the Super Freddy is really fun and the meatballs are fun, but I really like seeing <laughs> in New Nightmare. The what are you laughing at? And the night that I said meatballs are fun. Um, you just said meatballs are I fun. Like, and I, I agree with. Are just I agree fun. with you. Fun. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun. Uh, I like watching uh, the babysitter's death in New Nightmare because it, it, it's it's the same as Tina's death. 
It's like the exact yep. same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the, yep. the best she part looks about like it Tina. is that. And she's a badass. She yeah. Lo- yeah, and then and I'm and I'm 100 sure that that was purpose on purpose. But uh, yeah. the the yeah. scariest thing about that scene to me is that Dylan is in the room and like he's the only one who can see Freddie, and Freddie like looks yes. at him and he's like, "You ever play skin the cat?" And then he fucking oh. drags yeah. her up the wall and kills her. It's dude. It's I feel like Freddie and Pennywise, the dancing clown, might have like a really good friendship because they have a lot they're in the, common. They they hang out. They hang out. They hang out. BFFs. Yes, they, yes. Yeah, um, sure. for sure. They wouldn't want to go to that dinner party. No. no. <laughs> Who'd you get? Oh. What do you? What do you do? He's like, he's like hanging out in dreams still. Dreams are no good, man. Sewers are where it's at. Oh man! Uh, it just sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Ooh, absolutely. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jake, I agree with you. New Nightmare is awesome. It's very dark. Uh, if you when you watch Freddy's Dead and realize that that was kind of like the nail in the coffin, uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Actually, pun definitely intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they follow it up a couple years later with with New Nightmare. Uh, it is super like obviously for those who don't know, the plot is that it takes place in the real world where all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are just that they're movies. Mm-hmm. So they're just uh, movies. Heather Langenkamp, yeah, she mm-hmm. plays herself. Um, and Wes Craven plays himself, and Robert England plays himself. Everybody, um, Robert England. But, even even when they go, even when they go to New Line, everyone who's working at New Line, that's those are those are all people who yep. work at New Line. Like Bob yeah. Shea, like, like when the they're guy talking produced, to Bob you know. Shea, like Bob Shea is literally just like a, a movie producer, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. And it's really cool. So the whole storyline is that they're writing a new Freddy movie, and as they continue to write the script, Freddy kind of comes into the real world and uh breaks the fourth wall yeah and it shatters that like grounding that you have of like it's it feels lived in and real and it doesn't have that silliness i think that the uh the previous movies did so it's it's that serious freddy and when you have like earthquakes happening when you see like nancy living in reality i think it's even more terrifying to see freddy like cross over and that kind of stuff and i love that movie too jake i think it it's either second or third on my yeah. list, so. Yeah. And, there, and there's the something. That, there's some... Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to add in quick. The Boy in that movie, isn't he in Pet Cemetery as well? Yeah, that's Gage, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, yeah. It is. It was, only, it was only like it was only like four years apart or something like that. They, they were filmed like yeah. He was also on Full House. Time. Yeah, that kid was on Full House. He's too. in what? Yeah. And it was. He's in was Full he? House. Uh, he's like one. Of, he's Michelle's friend, who's kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> no, he's just five years old. Nightmare on Elm Street, Full House, or Pet Cemetery? Yeah. Ooh, uh, Full House is much scarier. God, I'm currently reading Pet Full Cemetery, House, and yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, so no spoilers. Um, oh, okay. Also, no spoilers. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, guys. No Full just House. Put it spoilers. out there, guys. Um, <laughs> the kid from Dream Child. Uh, who is yeah. uh, the unborn son of? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. what's I know her name? What you're about to say. Mm. What's her name? I can't think of her name. Mm. I'll think of it in a second. Alice, the unborn son of Alice, oh, okay. was okay. also on Full Alice, House, yeah. but he was all. He was also Abby had a really good line. Uh, he plays the kid in Jurassic Park who's taunting Grant. Mm. And so we're watching. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. We're watching uh, Dream Child. And he's like face to face with Freddy Krueger, and I'm like, God, shouldn't this kid be more scared? And she's like, Abby goes, No wonder he's not afraid of raptors. He's already dealt with Freddy Krueger. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, 
What if you called Freddy Krueger a giant turkey? Anyways. <laughs> Freddy, you're just a six-foot turkey. Um, so, cool. Let's talk about Freddy. Freddy, uh, throughout the films, definitely has a, a transformation. He starts as a very... What? My roundtable question never got hit. You didn't answer? Yeah, uh, Dream Warriors is my favorite, and I think my favorite kill is the kid, Philip the Sleepwalker, when he, like, walks off the uh, the edge oh, of yeah. the asylum. And oh, you see, the, the yeah, you see, like, thing? the marionette the bloodstrings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in, because it's a sick, like, image. Dream Warriors has some of the most... Sorry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, and that holds up, doesn't it, Dan? Like, the whole... Oh, totally it does. For stop motion, it's really, really well done, and the... But like I mentioned with that uh, documentary, it explained how they did that effect. And uh, I would never have known. It, they, it was really seamless. So very well done. Very cool. And yeah, and Dream Warriors, Dream Warriors has some of the more iconic kills. Um, so it's it's crazy to think, like, Dream Warriors has the, the marionette. It has the, uh, when Freddy has the syringes yeah, on his hands. hands. Yeah, uh, and it yeah. also has the TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember the yeah. Zsa Zsa yes. the Boar? Mm-hmm. And, and is welcome the... to prime time. Yes. Yeah, welcome. Is the snake thing in part three? Is that? Yeah, um... it is. Yeah, that's the yep. that snake. thing. Yep. That thing is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you can make an argument that Dream Warriors has the most iconic kills of the. Of the whole, actually, it probably the best imagery, yeah, I yeah, because say. I mean, I the that's the mm-hmm. yeah, well, and that was Wes Craven returned to write Dream Warriors, but his original pitch for Dream Warriors was New Nightmare, he wanted to do the meta Freddy in the real world movie, and that was just a couple of years after Nightmare on Elm Street, so he was already thinking way outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, no. and I don't yeah. think he was really happy with, with where the franchise went after his involvement, Dream Child, Dream Child. <laughs> Yeah, I don't um, think so either. <laughs> so yeah, it it's had kind of, its moments. So Freddie became like literally a cultural icon, so much so that he had like, like a one nine hundred number and sweepstakes, and he had his own TV show. Like, it, it's interesting that like if you just read Freddie's bio, he's like the worst possible human being. Yes, but because. Yeah. You know he, <laughs> because right. he did. You know he he kills people in creative ways, and ha- and he's got a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. We just forgive but the fact funny. that he was a yeah. <laughs> solid one-liners. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of interesting. In the original movies, they never say, you know, they always call him a child killer, but you kind of put two and two together. They say the uh, they say murderer instead of the other M word. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah. it is interesting, like. In the 1980s, we were in a place it, it, we, where we just accepted it, and he became like a pop culture icon. What, anybody have any thoughts on that? Somebody well, I, discussing I becoming extremely oh, sorry, popular. <laughs> no, no, that's all I was saying. Oh. It's a little social oh. commentary, <laughs> oh, yeah, modern yeah. day, right? Yeah. I, I was just going to add that um, I think it's quite fascinating that how popular he was. It's kind of an interesting psychological... Um, I don't know, test, you could say, or, or like how someone who's done all these horrific things is that popular, you know, like how we would wor- how he was worshipped, like having, like you mentioned, a TV show and like mm-hmm. merchandise and a, a phone number that you could call. It's, it's really, it's kind of disturbing to think that he was that popular, <laughs> but, it, but yeah. like you said too, that not a lot of... I, I'm pretty sure it was on the TV show that they explained that he was uh, 
uh, a child molester on that show. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it was in the pilot. And uh, Toby Hooper directed that episode as well, mm-hmm. as far as I remember. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah. I don't think people knew that it was that deep and like how how horrible of a monster he was until that part. So maybe I don't know. I would have taken my Freddy doll back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Hey, that'd be a it's fun conversation. I don't remember when that show came out. Yeah, that, that was like late. When they it was were late. still. Uh, what was that? Were there still yeah. movies coming out when that show started? I think it was in between. There was five so. Yeah. Eighty-eight is when it came out. So yeah, it was right. It was right okay. there near the end. Um, but that's interesting. Like you take <laughs> you take back your Freddy doll to Toys R Us. They're like, uh, is there something wrong yeah. with it? You're like, yeah. He's a child molester. <laughs> Nobody told me. Um, yeah. Nobody told me. Right. And I pull the string. I pull the string the and saying weird things. <laughs> I want to trade. I want to trade this in for the Chucky doll, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least he's he's dignified. He only kills people. Right. Uh, yeah. So at least he's gonna make it quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gonna make it quick. He's not gonna haunt your dreams and torture you and like like stretch the whole thing out no but um, he wants to hide his soul inside of you so are we talking about chucky right now well chucky wants to hide his soul inside of you and <laughs> freddy is trying to take you freddy's doing something else freddy freddy's trying to take your soul and put see it's like a uh, whole thing a lot of soul stealing mm-hmm. that's why you just like jason just take him back to toys r us all of them jason's just a big dumb yeah. idiot just killing counselors and he's saving people simple. at least just in simple. freddy versus jason he's trying to <laughs> he's very simple right um Dan, we had a joke last week that anytime, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we we he's had a, a romantic. Jo- we had a joke last week about how uh, anytime you don't see Jason on screen, he's probably just repeatedly walking into a wall because he's just like so a video dumb. game character, like like a glitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that so. That's awesome. um, I can see that. Jake loves that one. Jake really likes that. It's funny. I don't know. Um, it's funny. It is. I like it. It is funny. So, Freddy kind of had a transformation as the movies went on. So, going from the first movie to the second movie, like, the second... You can say the second... Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge is kind of, to me, the outlier of the whole series. Because it doesn't really conform to any of established rules. Like, instead of Freddy haunting Jesse's dreams, he's, like, trying to possess Jesse to bring himself into the real world. It's kind of loosely connected to the first movie, just that Jesse's family has moved into the same house. But it really is kind of a, a departure. When you watch all the movies in a row like we've just done, like two feels very different. Do you guys have any strong opinions on this mm-hmm. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a departure because, yeah, like you mentioned, the only thing that it can relate to is the house. And um, also, like the, the tone seems a bit darker like I, I don't know if you could say that like um i don't, I don't know the, mm-hmm. the uh it just seemed a bit more scary to me uh when i watched it as a kid i haven't watched it in quite a while but um yeah. also the makeup on freddy mm-hmm. looked, looked a lot different too i remember he looked mm-hmm. more evil looking i guess i don't know yeah. lack of a better he word. was chattier <laughs> i think yeah no two. he did he i mean or, i don't remember him talking much in that gosh we we just watched it's it's weird because so and Jake you could speak to this cuz I know you've seen two a lot like they don't mm-hmm. 
it's not quite as clear when somebody's dreaming and when somebody's not dreaming. And you see Freddy, but then it'll like cut to a mirror and it's actually Jesse. And it's kind of like a weird, it kind of messes with you a little bit. And it is pretty dark. I just think it's an entertaining movie. And a lot of people, for a long time, I think, just didn't like the second movie. But I think maybe it's kind of have a little bit of a... Resurgence. A little bit yeah. of a resurgence. I know I enjoyed watching it this week. Like mm-hmm. It's definitely different than the other ones, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one thing that really stuck out I... for me in that film was that, that freaked me out were the dogs with the people faces. Oh, like, yeah. Man. Those things are so crazy. Man, yeah. that threw me right mm-hmm. off because I was like, whoa, oh, yeah. God, that's scary. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think yeah, one of the reasons definitely. I think and one of the, the reasons scene. that movie is so different is because it's just it's just following the first one and they didn't want to I guess they didn't want to do the same thing the first movie did so they went a different route but it wasn't really until the third film that they started following a trend with how crazy the kills get you know like we were just talking about how weird the kills are and how good they are in part three and from that they kind of that's what they grabbed onto for the rest of the films and I think they were right. just like okay no matter what these the ki- the kills need to be like this from here on out. So like that mm-hmm. that's kind of something that sets part two, up, you know, apart from the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting too. Like the um, like Freddy doesn't have a glove in this movie. It's like just his hand. Yeah, at least for part of it. Oh, yeah. And it's almost like they try to for paint part of it, it yeah. more and like more like uh, almost kind of like. New Nightmare, where it's it's a little bit more real, a little bit less like you're in the dream world. Like, this like is Freddy trying organic. to come out into... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene at the end where all the kids are, like, at the pool party and Freddy's just going around, like, slashing people mm-hmm. is very yeah. unsettling, mm-hmm. like, to watch. Mm-hmm. I love um, when that guy tells but him to I like that out. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chill out, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, Nightmare 2... Uh, is I don't know. I think it's we'll say it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely watchable and mm-hmm. it's not um it's not anything to uh it's not Freddy's dead. No. Cuz we just watched that, that too. That one is not very sure. good. Should we just For talk sure. about that real quick? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it the sixth one? Well, right? real quick. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so the final one. Yes. It's the last one. It's the last yeah. one. They never did another one after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Three, four, and five kind of are their own little trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Like Dream Warriors and what's this? What's the fifth one called? Dream Child. I never remember what the other one's Dream called. Dream Child. Mm-hmm. Dream something. Um, that's kind of the story of the <laughs> Dream. We're just Dream getting, this is the rest of the episode. <laughs> Dream, 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 Master. Dream Master. There it is. Dream Master. There we go. So Dream Master is really good. Yes. That's what. That's the one that introduces uh, Alice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. mm-hmm. she's an awesome protagonist. Uh, yes. A worthy comparison, I would say, to Nancy. Mm-hmm. Abby, what did you think of that movie? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I liked that it followed up with like uh, the uh, the the fact that the Dream Warriors are able to like interact with each other's dreams and save each other. I think that stuff's like very cool, or not save, but be able to pop up in each other's dreams mm-hmm. and having that carry on from the third movie is very cool. I don't think it's. I don't think the uh, the band of misfits are quite as like memorable or likable because at, four has at, the karate guy. Yeah, four has <laughs> the karate guy. It's like a brother sister thing. Yeah, 
I preferred Dream Warriors because having the kids be in the Institute, like, they had, like, very serious traumatic backgrounds, and that makes it, like, scarier. It makes them more memorable. So I think that the fourth movie, the cast of characters, they're just, like, friends in high school, and it's mostly, like, a high school setting. Um, so it's not quite as scary, but it's still a good movie, and I enjoyed it very much. I think there's some cool kills. And I like Alice as a character, and I think she's very strong. Uh, when it comes to the Dream Child, though, the follow-up, I'm like, it, it got a little off course. It's kind of dark so. and gothic, that mm-hmm. fifth one. Yeah. I thought so, at least. Mm-hmm. And being pregnant with, like, Freddy, as a, like, all the, all those things, like the babies, uh, the, that stuff, I kind of lost me at the end. I was like, eh. Not really. <laughs> well, just like, eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, Dan, do you have any <laughs> thoughts on, uh, on four, four or five? Four or five. Well, you know, honorable mention kill has to go for me to number four with the the girl that turns into the cockroach. Oh, oh yes, that's a creep show moment. Lifting the weights. That's yes. gross. really gross, man. Yeah. And uh, of course, Freddie's really line gross. about you can check in, but you can't check out. I love that yeah. uh, his yes. wittiness and that. Uh, the old roach um, motel. That's and, very uh, good. Yeah. I, I really liked uh, a shout out to Steve Johnson who did the Slimer in Ghostbusters. He did the effects in that, in four, all the practical effects, especially that, uh, scene with, uh, all the souls sticking out of his chest. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The effects in that, I, I really miss practical effects and I really just wanted to have a hat tip towards how good that looked in that, in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> we talk about yeah. how much we miss practical effects like all, all the, the time. time. Like yeah. it's like a, cause yeah. when you see them and they're done well, it's just such a satisfying thing to like, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to know that it's not nothing. There's nothing against the visual arts people of the world and the, in the, in the Ryan dolls of the world. Computer. We love you, Ryan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's nothing like, see, but there's nothing like seeing like a, a good practical effect come to life. And like, it's very, I don't know. It's very satisfying. Yeah, I, Absolutely. I still don't think it, that our technology has gotten to the point where our brains are totally convinced that the CG is real. Because I can, right. you can, if you, yeah, I just can't, uh, the practical effects always have that tangibility that the computer, as much as it look, can look really good, it never quite grasps that. So your brain's always able to kind of see through that. But um, yeah, yep. maybe one day we'll get back to both. Well, when you... Having both. Well, hey, we we can get our friend we can get our friend Carlos uh, Juante on on the show and talk us. <laughs> oh yeah, about. he'll tell he'll he'll talk about it. He'll tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. We uh, yeah we uh, yeah he's got some strong opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting <laughs> when you watch, even when you watch something like stop motion or a practical effect from the eighties that doesn't look amazing. Like I still accept that more than like. To me, there's nothing like the CGI from like 95, 96, 97 is almost like you can't even look at it. Yeah. Like when I was watching Freddy oh, vs. Yeah. Jason, like the, uh, I think at one point, like the pothead, like the fake J character, like smokes a joint and then like sees some sort of like a, a Freddy, like <laughs> caterpillar monster that ends up killing yeah. him. And it looks like it came out of the <laughs> yeah. prequels and it's like god awful. So, uh, yeah. Just yeah. like George Lucas was on that. Yeah, I would take, like, some really awful effects that are practical over that, for sure. <laughs> sorry to whoever worked on Freddy vs. Yeah, Jason. I'm sure, sorry, I'm sure they're not like that. Freddy <laughs> um, it's just funny because we were like, yeah, so, the early 90s CGI, she comes out with that. The movie came out in, like, what, 2005 or something? 2000, like oh, that's 2003. Oh, whoops. Sorry, guys. I just watched it for the first time today. So. <laughs> they're, they're still, um, it's still fresh. And I didn't. They're still working. They're still getting there. Okay. 
That's part of the same pocket. It's in post. Okay. Um, well, that Smart. movie was in Freddy vs. Jason. It's, it's fine. It was in it's development good. for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So long that they were worried that it wasn't going to get made, so they just had to make Jason X to, mm. to keep people like... Mm-hmm. They gave us that? Yeah. And that movie's... That's, yeah, a, whole other, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, that's next week. So after... <laughs> I don't have 10 Friday the 13th movies in me mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so after... <laughs> after Dream Child... Like the movies start like not doing as well financially, and they decide that they're just gonna have to kill off Freddy. And they do it with Freddy's Dead, which is we've talked about it a couple of times. It's it's not a good movie. It's that Freddy Krueger in that movie is more like Wiley e. Coyote. Like he's, he's he's a parody of himself. He's like playing pranks. There's like that. this weird scene. Yeah, that's how I feel. He, yeah. So there's the scene where the kids like falling from a plane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Freddy like rolls out like a, a bed of spikes into the street. It's like Wiley Coyote. And... But yeah. But then he. But then he looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he looks at the camera and like kind of smiles. Like it's super. Yeah. I mean, it's like, kind of funny. Yeah. And then it also has. Yeah. That's when I looked at Craig. I was like, Oh, is this is this happening? <laughs> yeah, is this what he's doing? This is what we're in for. This? Okay. I mean, that movie. <laughs> that movie opens up with the house spinning. And Freddie doing like the Wicked Witch of the West, yeah. like so it's like oh, it does. it's on another level of like <laughs> it's a different flavor of Freddie. Yeah, it's a different it's flavor sure. of Freddie. It's not my f- mm-hmm. yeah. It's just kind of uh, I guess they were, but that movie like kind of has some interesting like ideas. Like it has, like they go back to Springwood and like there's no children left. And all the adults are kind of like spaced out. I weird. actually didn't mind like that unsettling carnival thing that they go to. That is kind of cool, but it it does veer off and it feels really cobbled together and it gets very confusing at certain points. And... Yeah. Um, there's weird cameos from Alice Cooper who plays uh, Freddie's dad. Mm-hmm. So the storyline yeah, is that Freddie's daughter, right? It's mm-hmm. Freddie's daughter and she's now yeah, has memory. It's, it's just weird. Yeah, and they kind of explore the mythology, like, but it's just we don't have to talk about it anymore. I, it's just not very good. Yeah. It's just not very good. Oh, I, not uh, good. I have a little story on. about uh, Freddy Six actually. When it came, yeah, out, cool. Uh, two, I was with two of my buddies, and our plan was to sneak into that film because we were too young to get into it. So. Uh, <laughs> Lo and behold, we managed to get into the theater. We snuck in. I, th- I can't remember what else was playing, but we we paid for tickets for some other film. And uh, the only caveat mm-hmm. was is that they handed out 3D glasses at the front when you paid, right? So since we didn't actually yep. pay for Freddy's Dead, we didn't get the 3D glasses. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. we got into, the, got into the theater, and we were watching the movie, and the 3D part comes up, and then I look over to my buddies, and they have glasses, and I didn't have any. So I had to watch the, the 3D with my regular <laughs> eyes. Totally didn't work. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> that pr- joke's on up. you. That's not fair. Yeah. No, I was so a, that, a that's... That didn't give me a pair of glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's super uh, gimmicky that they did that. Like, the last 10 minutes... There's, like, a 10-minute sequence in the movie where the main character character puts on 3d glasses which was the audience's cue to also put on 3d glasses yeah which yeah. i'm glad that's... so that she could enter freddie's mind yeah and it's 
it's really poorly done. There's some weird stuff in that movie. <laughs> it's, it's There's really also weird. There's some flying skull demons. Like that's why you needed the 3D glasses so you could see like the little faces fly out yeah. of you and have bits of Freddy's like skin hit you in the face or make you think that yeah. I don't know if the payoff is worth it. So we're going through the Abby Tell me what was the Wikipedia when it was describing the characters from Freddy's Dead? Oh, it was like uh they were the three main characters, one kid who is abused by his parents to the point of losing his hearing, one girl who is molested by her father, and a pothead, which is like, what I don't really know what the trauma is there, and I love the, that line. The worst of Breck the Breckenmeyer plays, like, just a pothead. Yeah, and it's really funny when Breckenmeyer, <laughs> Breckenmeyer, uh... Was that the video game thing? He goes into... Yeah, he but goes into a video game. the fact that he's, like, thrown into a children's home because of that, it's like, yeah. I love it. But he goes into, like, a video game sequence... Yeah, mm-hmm. and Freddy's making these extremely outdated Super Nintendo references or whatever. Oh, he's like, now we're playing with power, and it's like, right? It's like, oh, that'll hold up. That, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> although I guess the <laughs> the SNES Classic did just come out, so it is a kind of timely. Mm-hmm. That's but true. It's so bad. So. It's pretty bad. Um, so yeah, they kill yeah. off Freddy, and then the he comes same? back. Is that for is that the one with the guy's hearing aid? Yeah. Where he. He killed yeah. the guy by dropping all the pins and stuff. You That's kind of that fun was kinda fact cool. about that actor is he was also one of Griff Tannen's uh, bullies in Back to the Future too. He was, oh, he was the shorter one with okay. that had that kind of electronic vest that he pressed the button and that yeah. like, okay. receipt came out. Gotcha. Uh, well, then that, that guy got what got what was coming to him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you can't go around bullying people. No. Yeah, don't um, mess with Marty. God. So now I just want to talk about Back to the Future too. Um, we kind of burn out on, you know. Um, yeah, we're done with Freddy's we'll dead. We'll save that for another Anything episode. Um, so Freddy kind of took on, you know, as we as we kind of, you know, we co- we've covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time. One of the more interesting things uh, that I've been reading about are the unmade Freddy movies. There's there was a lot of ideas for for Nightmare on Elm Street movies that never came to fruition. One of my favorites was uh, Peter Jackson actually wrote a script. This is kind of an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Peter Jackson, who obviously went on to do uh, Lord of the Rings, he got his foot in the door at New Line with a script he wrote for Freddy uh, Six, which was not made. And the storyline was that Freddy Krueger has become like an old, decrepit joke. So much so that kids are taking sleeping pills purposefully to go to sleep to go into their dreams and just mess with freddy krueger mm-hmm. and then this obviously sounds, this already sounds amazing to me yeah mm-hmm. so that's a, i want to that's the movie i want to see like, yeah i want to see that but then like he unique. gains yeah. power and kills one of them isn't like yeah well i mean it doesn't you can't just mess with freddy krueger that long no 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 but i like the idea that like this like everybody knows about Freddy Krueger and like kids are almost you know like how kids old, kids do too, do they do stupid stuff mm-hmm. but instead of yeah. graffiti and like skateboarding in places they shouldn't go they would go into their dreams and and like steal his hat yeah and to think that he's all washed up like that that's like an interesting spin and like to take him from that in and make him terrifying again that's cool it's interesting because he was such a cultural icon and now the franchise is kind of in limbo and. They did the remake. Did it? Does everyone mm. has everyone seen the remake? Do we want to talk about the remake? <clears throat> no, I, I never saw. Jake, it. you never saw it, Dan. Yeah, it's. it's we uh, all. Eh. Yeah, of course I've. It's seen bad. It. It's abysmal. Yeah, 
It's very bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I just heard it's it was really like bad. a rehash uh, of the first movie. Like almost shot. It is, shot. yeah. It is. It, it's it very is, close. but, you know, with worse effects. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. There's, Too much CG. So there's... You should, you know what, you should, you should just Google the, um, you know, in the, in the first nightmare, there's the scene where Freddie kind of comes out, he like pushes through the wall above yeah. her bed yeah. and it's, it's yeah. this really cool practical effect, you know, where it wasn't a solid wall. So in the remake, they do that, but it's, it's CGI and it just looks so stupid. You should just, you should just Google like that image. It just looks dumb. That sounds like my nightmare. I don't know if I'm gonna see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. We don't have to cover uh, the remake, but it's interesting though that uh, Robert England, I feel like, could still play Freddy Krueger and, and do a really good job. Don't you mm-hmm. think? Like, oh, for sure. He's yeah. older. He's like seventy now, but like, put him in that makeup. Like, he's, he's in makeup. Be- yeah, a hundred percent. If he wanted to do it, he could. I mean, he's still. You know, at cons within the last year or so, he's still putting the makeup on for like photo ops. And I mean, once the makeup is on, it just it's Freddy. He yeah, could do like it. Another if he person, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no sure. one's gonna be like, oh, Freddy's losing his looks. He's obviously getting older. Right? <laughs> Freddy's going like, <laughs> yeah, like, he wears a hat. You've got gloves, <laughs> like long sleeves, long pants. He's, yeah, he's covered. Fine. Um. Uh, it would be funny if like Robert England had put on thirty or forty pounds, and it's like, "Ooh, Freddie, come on, man, cut back on those cheeseburgers, those uh, yeah. meatball pizzas." Get back to chasing those kids. Um, you got to cut down with the on success. That pizza. Oh, oh, <laughs> there you go. It's true. Um, <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Uh, with the success, so now like they're they're bringing back Halloween next year with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it is still in theaters, the highest grossing horror movie of all Crushing time. Crushing it, yeah. Uh, Dan, did you see it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It. Awesome. Yeah. I it's loved hard it. Yeah. I know. My daughter is a huge horror movie fan, and uh, she's actually seen more of the recent ones than I have, like Insidious. I haven't seen that yet, but she likes that. But it has now become her favorite movie. So, nice. oh wow, she really, really how cool likes is that? So, she's seen it twice already. That's awesome. I've only seen it. Once, oh wow, so. that's cool. Okay, I've seen it twice. What well. is if? What is her like age bracket? I was gonna ask how old. She, I guess she just has an age, a not half. a bracket. Almost thirteen. She's almost thirteen. Okay. So, okay. You know, when I back back when I was her age, I was watching horror movies too, and uh, she's yeah. a lot better at handling them. Like we watched The Exorcist last weekend, and she was fine throughout the movie. But when I saw it as a kid, it freaked the crap out of me. So she's, oh, she's got a higher threshold for the horror than I do, but uh, she she really enjoys it. So well, we uh, awesome. yeah, it is fun. I, I was having that discussion, um, and this is kind of a, a general discussion about horror films. But I was having it with somebody at work and someone who was adverse to watching horror films, and the, their argument that was fear is a negative emotion. Why would you want to have that? And I was trying to articulate why they were wrong. And that was a stupid thing to say, but I I couldn't say that to a coworker. Um, But Hey, Jake, you, you watch more horror than, than the three of us on YHS. What, 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 why do you gravitate towards horror films? Why why are those your favorite? I don't, not to put you on the spot. I mean, just what you said, man, like, it's just, it's just, there's something fun about, and it's hard to even say exactly what it is, but there's something fun about shutting the lights off and just like being terrified that maybe there's a monster around the corner or something. 
And it's just mm -hmm. fun to watch that kind of, I don't know, it's like, what stuff like Freddy, stuff that's so completely, you know, out there and impossible from what we know to, to being a real thing in the world. It's just fun to see that stuff, you know? So it's just right. like, I don't know exactly what it is about. I don't know, like, psychologically what it is about people who like to just, you know, be so fucking scared they can't sleep at night. But mm -hmm. it is. Us. So, yeah. If you read Stephen King books and watch yeah. like every nightmare movie in one week. Yeah. 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 No, I think there's something to be said about facing your fears and, like, putting them on screen and also finding the humor in them. And, like, I've always, I feel like as people who are sometimes on the outskirts of life or sometimes feel like maybe they don't, maybe are against the grain, like, like you almost identify with the monster and, like, see that soft side. And, like, it's like the kids who get killed off are always the assholes. It's like the kids that you hated in high school or growing up. So there's something, I don't know, like, the, I, I have enjoyed going back and watching these horror movies because... I wasn't allowed to, like I said, growing up. So having a different perspective and being an adult now, like I watch it and I'm like all about that final girl and I'm all about the female empowerment. And I like being scared and I like the special effects. I also, like I said, I like the humor in a lot of these movies mm -hmm. and I find them very, very entertaining. I mm -hmm. definitely think that the Nightmare films are better, uh, superior to the Child's Play and as well as the Friday 13th movies. I really have been into Freddy and I really... I like I like scary movies for the same reasons too. Like I like to turn the lights off and mm -hmm. I like to have that jump scare. And you know, we're all in the problem. same bracket too. I think we could all anybody who grew up in the '70s into the '80s, uh, we got the best. Like we have the most horror icons. Like they're still making horror movies now, and it's awesome that it, you know, Pennywise will be a horror icon again for this mm -hmm. you know generation. But like to we grew up with. Jason, Freddy, Chucky, Michael Myers, Leatherface, like, mm -hmm. so we, we kind of had a lot of exposure to these kind of movies at a, at a young age as well. Or at least, mm -hmm. you didn't, Abby. No. You yeah. were shielded was from sheltered. it. But my parents didn't I was care. terrified at, like, the idea of them, so. Yeah. I, I also watched I a lot of Nick at Night. I was watching Mr. Ed. Oh, sorry. Go for it, Dan. No, you're oh, good. I, I was I making a stupid joke. Real quick. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear it though. <laughs> There's I was just saying I was my, watching Miss. Oh no, you're good. It wasn't worth it. It was a Mister Ed joke. You better make it <laughs> at this point. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Trust me, my jokes are dead on arrival. Oh, Jake and I, we didn't need <laughs> it. Go for it, Dan. <laughs> no, go for it, man. I just wanted to add back to what we were talking about. I think it, the 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 thing about being afraid and and experiencing those negative emotions is that we all have that within us. And it's a safe place to acknowledge that part of us without having any consequence in reality. So and that, that was just why I think they're so attractive to people, horror movies. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like, it's also... Yeah, to experience catharsis and like get that out. Probably, and I could yeah. be dead wrong if there's probably a psychologist listening who's going to tell me I'm wrong, but it's almost like, why do you go on a roller coaster? Oh. Something that's clearly scary. Like, you're... you're it's for the thrill of experiencing something that you know deep down is safe, but you want to mimic. Uh, I think we're all kind of obsessed with, you know, the thought of like, what's it like to almost be dead? Mm -hmm. Like, what's that? Because we none of us want to actually have that human emotion, but we're all going to have it at least one time. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's almost like uh, I don't know what I'm saying. From a distance, from your living yeah, from room. a distance. No, it totally makes sense. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, it's funny, real too. Uh, you mentioned The Exorcist. Uh, we all love The Exorcist, and we had this. Uh, we all went to a convention last year. Uh, we've told this story before. We won't go too deep into it, but we, uh, Linda Blair was doing a convention last year, uh, and she uh, she had an altercation with Jake, uh, 
<laughs> she, it was very uh, rough, yeah. Yeah, Jake was trying to get his uh, Pazuzu statue signed, and she refused to sign it and wouldn't explain why and literally yelled at him. Um, so oh, really? It was, was, it was by Pazuzu. Yeah. Uh, something happened. That's what something. we assume. But, um, she was possessed by something, yeah. Something, yeah. Uh, a little high-strung, Linda Blair, but hey, lo- love you. Uh, but what was, we're going to a convention down in Orlando in a couple of weeks, and uh, four of the kids from IT are going to be there, and it's the first con that any of them have ever done. Mm-hmm. So we're really Feel hoping for, yeah. for a more positive experience <laughs> than uh, what we I got. I hope they <laughs> sign my uh, SS Georgie, my paper boat. Yeah. I hope they don't turn me down. So. <laughs> what if... What if the uh, the girl Sophia Lilla she plays Bev she just starts screaming at you guys? Nope, won't do it. <laughs> I hope so. No, I hope so. I want to be yelled at by as many of my like you know movie I idols. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, speaking of movie idols, um, Dan, we'll we'll wrap it up. We know we really appreciate your time. Speak. No, this is my transition. I was going to say there was a picture, uh, Dan. As an American, I'm terrible at. Geography, but especially Canadian geography. So, you you're near you're you're near uh, Vancouver, correct? That would be correct. Yeah. Just okay. A boat ride away, or plane. A plane or a boat ride. So. Oh, you're on a whoa. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, there was yeah. a picture today uh, from a pizza place in Ontario. I'm just gonna go and guess you're nowhere near Ontario, correct? Nope, but I know where it is. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, there was a pizza place. <laughs> so we're all on the same page. in Ontario tonight. Speaking of idols. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd dined together at a pizza place tonight in Ontario. I thought that was pretty really? cool. Mm. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, that is pretty epic. Um, yeah. And we we've have had a running thing on here. Like we've all met Dan Aykroyd. He's extremely gracious. Uh, we've all met Ernie Hudson. I don't think any of us have ever had the pleasure of meeting Harold Ramis, unfortunately. But none of us have met Bill Murray. And when you hear so many stories, eventually when it happens, we're just crossing our fingers that it goes swimmingly. Yeah. So well, here's hoping. Yeah. Dan, have you had the pleasure of meeting uh, Mr. Bill Murray? No, but I'd love to. I think it'll just yeah. be like one of those instances where you're not expecting it, and he'll be right behind you. Kind of like right. the horror movie, yeah. but it's Bill yep. Murray, so it's awesome. It's Bill Murray. And he won't mm. kill you, so maybe with laughter he might kill you. Uh, but, he could try. Um, that's a good yeah, thing. He could kill me. He's a, it would be pretty awesome. I still haven't met Ernie yet. I'd love to meet him. I have met him like on on emails, but not in right. person, so... Oh, okay. uh, hopefully, hopefully one day soon. And uh, I did meet Dan, and he is amazing. So yeah, very, very um, gracious. Mm-hmm. So is our well, he's, re- he's really good. He's good to the fans. Super nice. Yeah, the, it's cool to it's cool to meet the guys you look up to. When I meet Sophia Lillis at uh, Spooky Empire, I plan on saying, "I hope or I wish you were Bill Murray," because I know that she's a huge Bill Murray fan. So <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "I know that you wish I was Bill Murray too." We're both chasing we both, him. So, um, Dan. We really appreciate you stopping by, talking a little Freddy Krueger. The hour went by fast. We'll have to do it yes. again. Uh, before we part ways, um, what can our audience look forward to as far as uh, the things that you're working on uh, currently with IDW? Because you are the master artiste who has brought us these wonderful comic books for the last – I, I feel bad. Has it been five years? Has it been t- seven years? I feel like it's crazy. I think it's, it's between crazy. six and seven. It's six and seven years. Seven, yeah. That is yeah, so crazy. Which it's, is remarkable. It, and I, I have to thank all the fans that are buying it because without you guys picking up the book, we wouldn't be drawing it so or making the book. 
So mm-hmm. not just drawing it, but writing it as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a real honor to be able to add to the, the lore and the mythos of the Ghostbusters. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think of what's coming up next. Well, in November, we have the Ninja Turtle crossover, the second one. So that should be exciting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And there's, we got to do some really cool stuff in it. Uh, there's, a, like I was mentioning before, there's uh, an extra four artists on the book that handle separate areas of the story and they did they all like brought their a game to it and, and i got to explore a few different styles as well uh within the uh, the five issues which was fantastic and after that we are doing another annual which i always really cool. enjoy doing because they're a bit of a longer story mm-hmm. and eric has a bit more time to breathe and uh, give that amazing dialogue that he writes so well. And uh, mm-hmm. an exciting thing is, is that it's one of my favorite real Ghostbusters villains. It's not actually him, but it's kind of him. But I don't want to spoil too much more. But it okay. has to do that's with a good Halloween. tease. Yeah, I like that. Ooh. So. Ooh. That's kind of a cool tease. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my favorite holiday. So there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Well, that's we mentioned... We had uh, this artist, Carlos Suante, was on with us a couple weeks ago, and he did a lot of the concept art for It. He worked on Prometheus and a bunch of other movies. But... His first job in the entertainment industry was uh, doing art for real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and nice. he mm-hmm. he did the Sam Hain episode, and he did the uh, a lot of the sequence uh, design on that, uh, and that was just kind of a happy coincidence because we just had him on to talk about it, mm-hmm. and then we started he started talking about Ghostbusters, so it kind mm-hmm. of Ghostbusters touches everybody. Mm-hmm. It's all, That's it's awesome. all thoroughfare, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was really cool, um, and obviously. Go pick up Ghostbusters 101 if Do you it. haven't. That was an amazing run that you guys just did. Um, I, Thank you. Everybody was extremely excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we, we like the idea from the beginning. We like the idea of a multiverse and bringing the universes together and, and not ignoring everybody and having one coherent story. And you guys did a really good job of uh, of doing that. And integrating I, and I really love the way yeah. that that you guys treated the new characters and. Uh, Eric wrote them very well. You mm-hmm. drew them very well. Mm-hmm. It was beautifully done. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Thanks. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, when I had first seen Answer the Call in the theater, I was like, oh, it would be so cool to have an opportunity to draw them in the comic. But I was thinking, oh, that'll never happen. And lo and behold, like maybe six months after that, we get the call to do that, which is fantastic. And also uh, Answer the Call number one comes out on the 25th oh, right. uh, the, of the, October the as well. So yeah, Very definitely fun. support that too, because uh, the team on that are doing a fantastic job and mm-hmm. I really love uh, Corin's artwork. So cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Good Can't things wait. happening in the world of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, there's still lots to be. The last question I have for Dan, will you, or have you ever done a Freddy Krueger comic book? How do we make that happen? <laughs> so I don't think IDW has the, the nightmare on Elm street rights, but we can make it happen, right, guys? Yeah. I would totally do it. I actually just drew him on a post-it note the other day for somebody. Um, uh, yeah, I saw one, that. It looked a, great. A post-it note. Thank you. Yeah, one of the, the yeah. Halloween post-it notes that I do in October. So uh, I've always enjoyed drawing Freddy. He's a lot of fun to draw. He's a, he's pretty mm-hmm. detailed, so it would be a bit time-consuming. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be interesting to and tackle a story like that. Yeah. And, uh, it would just be whether or not it could it be told in film or why would you be doing it in comics? And mm-hmm. right. as long as it made sense to do that, then I would be down. Mm-hmm. Well, do that, so. you guys heard it first. 
Ernest Saves Elm Street is going to be coming from Dan Schoening <laughs> and IDW Comics. Because you can't do it in film. Because nobody can... Right. Listen, yeah. you can get somebody else to play Freddy, but big. nobody's getting an Ernest vest. No, you happen. can't fill that vest. Um, well, cool, Dan. We will let you go. We really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, He's got to go return his Freddy doll to Toys R Us. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I gotta go and hit up the Toys R Us before they close permanently. Yes, so, dude, you have to hurry. With your, which with, is so sad. Yeah, I used to work at Toys R Us too. So. Oh, really? I, I almost know. grabbed an application from one when I was like, because they are closing. I was like, oh, I feel like I should keep this for like my records because it's not yeah. going to be here. Oh, this was take rec- photos. This was recent. Yeah, I was at a Toys R Us like a couple days ago. So you're just me. messing with them. Yeah, you know. They're like, <laughs> also, need- it might be a good job opportunity. You guys. just want that discount. <laughs> yes. That discount really That's quick true. before they close. Yes. Yeah. Don't judge me. I do like the idea of trying to return merchandise from 30 years ago, yeah. just to see if they're yeah. like, they, they were, it's not <laughs> coming up. But happens system. at Walmart all the time. Oh God, oh. absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. Well, Dan, thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. We appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. And, Good luck uh, with your return. Once, uh, yeah, once the the Ninja Turtles crossover comes out and. Uh, all the other stuff, we'll have you back on, and we'll, we'll talk some more uh, Ghostbusters. Sounds good. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk Ghostbusters this time. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, have some. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dan. Awesome. Thanks so awesome. much again, guys. Take All right, care. dude. Yeah, thanks, dude. See have a great later. night. You, Bye. You too. Thank Buddy's you, you so much to our guest, Dan Shoning, for joining us. That was really cool. We've wanted to have Dan on for a long time, and yep. uh, we talked some uh, Freddy Krueger. He seems mm-hmm. to be a big fan of the old... Uh, the f- yeah. A- hey, you know, guys. You know what Dan is? He's a Fred. What's Dan? He's a Fred head. He's a Fred head. I you were just gonna. I just gonna be like, Dan's a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you know they're making a documentary about Freddy Krueger fans, and it's called Fredhead? Is that for real? It's that's you're not making that that's up as a joke. That's the stupidest name ever, but I want to see it. Fredheads. Well, because there was like unused it. there was unused scripts for some Nightmare on Elm Street that had to do with a cult of Freddy worshippers that were called Fredheads. Oh. And they're like uh, copycat killers. They like get inside people's dreams. They try to. They inspire people. They try to get in. uh, They try to get inside people's dreams, just like um, in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, when they just jump in the air and like dive (laughs) into their ears. (laughs) Sounds great. They use a hearing aid. Oh wait, that's whoa, (laughs) dude! I love that part so much. You don't even. I'm so happy right now. Uh, Bill. Okay. So, thank you, Dan Shoning, for joining us. Uh, We didn't talk a lot of Ghostbusters, but we'll get guys. No, guys, Ghostbusters is here to stay. Oh, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. There's a bunch of comics coming out. We talked about that. Comics, animated movie. You know, there's always the sneaking suspicion that maybe the IDW guys would be involved in an animated project. Mm-hmm. You never know. I wish they were. I hope they it's are. Possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's um, possible, but it's probably something we won't know for a while. Mm-hmm. We won't know for a while. And dreams and do they, come true. They probably don't know at this point. They don't know either. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we gotta make it perfect. You know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> how are we doing? How are we feeling about Friday? Did we cover enough ground? Did you guys we, get it? We, on your... we covered a good bit. We covered yeah. a good bit. I feel like we we can't cover the whole thing. You can't. It's too much. Abby, you just watched Freddy vs. Jason yeah, I, today for oh, the yeah, first time. Today. What did you think? Well, I didn't hate it. I felt like some of the acting was like better than maybe the like the early like the fourth or fifth movie, and especially the sixth movie. Um, 
I like I'm a Destiny's Child fan, so I liked Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. Um, and who it turns out she's a liar because they had a, that song where they said they were survivors. She's, she's not a survivor. She's not a survivor. She didn't no. make it. She did no. not. Uh, no. But uh, yeah, no, I like. I didn't hate that movie. Honestly, I felt like it was. It was okay. It had some decent kills. Some decent characters uh did i like the concept of freddy versing jason no because like it's totally unnecessary um no 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 they have to fight yeah they gotta fight um but for what it was like i don't know if it was the payoff because you like i've read and you've said like there was a lot of build-up to this movie so it just feels it's like you think you want they could do so jake what do you think about this you think you want freddy and jason to fight and then when you watch it you're like oh this is like mortal Kombat. this is not very good (laughs) Well, it also doesn't – it also – I mean, you can tell immediately by watching the film, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It, like, you you know, you, you right from the from the beginning of the movie, you get this – what I think is kind of cool, you get this, like, voiceover from Freddy, which I think is kind of a cool thing, and he's just like – Last so week I'll I lost. make him remember. And he's like, right. I'm going to wake up Jason and trick Jason into walking – from Camp Crystal Lake <laughs> to Springwood Ohio. because nobody else in the world can can remind these kids that Freddy exists oh. except for Jason. Who are you going to call? Probably not no Jason. Fun. Hey, also, I don't know if you realize this, Abby, while you're watching the movie. Huh. I, I don't know if you took a note of how many people Freddy kills in this movie. Uh, uh, I think it's like one. Yeah, it's I think, not. I think, he, I think he kills like one person. He, I, you know what? That that could even be wrong. Yeah. Jason does all the killing. Yeah. And then also, he's like his puppet. Jason's the good guy somehow. Kind yeah. of, yeah. He's the. He, al- he almost gets a kiss That's from Kelly Rowland. Yeah. That is the one thing that that makes me really hate this. And film then Jason's I, mom shows up and she's like, "I I told you to kill Freddy, and now you're killing all these kids." It's like because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Although she's pretty good, so, so whatever. Uh, I like the one character, the girl that wears the hat, that's just like PJ Souls in like every movie. Um, her character is pretty decent. Yeah. What about hey? What about um Jay from Jay and Silent Bob and uh, Jack Black for some reason? Yeah, yeah. The, like, yeah. What the fuck? It's right. weird. It's weird. This movie so, is stupid. so stupid. the movie was in development for a long time, and like basically what happened was New Line acquired the rights to, or they got the rights back for. Uh, for Friday the 13th, and who cares? Something happened. The end of Jason Goes to Hell sees Freddy's glove coming out of the uh, ground and pulling down Jason's mask, Mm -hmm. setting up the battle we've always been waiting for, which doesn't happen for, like, another, what, 10 years? Yeah. Like, it's literally... It's a long time. time. Um, One of the unused concepts that... Because the the thing is, people want to see him fight, but what is their reason for fighting? One of the original concepts was that, I can't laugh, say it without laughing, that Freddy was a counselor. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, okay? The evil monster who's, like, uh-huh. killing gerbils in class, okay? Yes. Gets a summer the son job. of a thou- hundred maniacs? Yeah. The okay, su- not a thousand. <laughs> How many is it? Uh, he gets a summer job as a counselor mm-hmm. at Camp Crystal Lake. And he molests Jason. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to see him putting on sunscreen. I feel like that would like be pretty painful with yeah. all the open wounds. Uh, he's got no, a he's human at this point. Oh, this is... Oh, oh, so okay, you're, this is so Abby's thinking Freddy as Freddy, just Freddy Krueger. As, as Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. As a lifeguard. Yeah. yeah. 
popping up. I kind of like that, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll watch that. Yeah, I think That would have been a better movie. He would have yeah. been like, no lifeguard on duty, bitches. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he loves kids. He loves them. He's so, not going to let them die. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> they didn't go with that. And there's got to be a better way to bring those two together than, there than is, It's just than such that. a... There, but I don't think there is. Like, it's just... It's too completely... They don't make sense to be in the same no. thing at all. It, it makes no... Like, Jason and Freddy, they're not each other's targets. You know, in, in no kind of world, Freddy needs to kill Jason, nor mm-hmm. Jason needs... Like, it just doesn't make sense. And they had to... For Like, what happened was a long time ago, someone was like, dude, wouldn't it be cool to watch, like, Freddy and Jason fight? Because, mm-hmm. like, back, that's back when the movies were popular. Right. And then the the little the little thing at the end of Jason goes to hell that was that wasn't meant to be a real thing that was just like right. hey this will be fun let's just do right. this that wasn't that wasn't legitimately meant to like there was no plans at that time to make this movie right. they were just like oh this will be fun and then from that they were like oh no we should do it what about and, so. Also, there. Were- I feel like Celebrity Deathmatch had a lot to do with it. I feel like everybody <laughs> just wanted to see. Two- I want to see people fighting. Yeah. So, with Freddy like- versus J- so they did Alien versus Predator. That happened. Also awful. Uh, yeah. Also not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a script out there that you can read online for Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which yeah. that got turned into a comic book. Which that would be fun, right? Bruce. I Campbell. mean, anything anything with Bruce Campbell. That would yeah. be fun. Are there any other horror icons we would like to see go against each other? Well, they, a- whenever this movie was pitched, and the only reason I remember reading, or maybe it's in the commentary or something, they had a different ending for this movie in which they were both going to get like pulled down into hell, uh-huh. and uh, Pinhead was going to be there. Oh, that's interesting. Like pulling them apart, you know? Yeah. And they didn't do that. It was a rights issue. Okay. They, they, they didn't have the rights, so they didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I pulled it up here. Uh, Freddy has two victims in this movie. Oh, okay. okay. It's like two victims, an entire movie. It's his lowest kill count. And then and Jason kills over 14 people in the first 45 minutes. Well, he's the winner <laughs> if this what is a versus fuck? situation. He's the I, champion. I think Michael Myers versus Jason would... But not not fighting, but like an IQ test. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd be. I'd, I'd like to see them both go to the DMV and get I their license. I just exactly. I want to. That's see all that. I want to see. Or, or I just the instructor. See a movie that I just want to see a movie that um that shows that all of these killers know of each other's existence, right? And they just have like mm. a, a friendly competition as to like who's killing more people, right? Mm-hmm. Like one, maybe like once yes. a year, they they all have yes. to get together. I just saw just that. Like, they're like, how many people did you kill this year? And, and like Michael like, well, Myers, is... Chucky's like, I transferred into three kids. Uh-huh. And I killed this, and you know, and Jason's like, well, I killed a whole fucking camp. Like <laughs> that would be that's the movie I want to see. What would that be called? Very like, competitive slasher summer camp or something. Yeah, know. something like that. Slasher Freddy's, stats. Fr- it's fan- fantasy slash football. I like it. They get to, they get together and play games. Yeah, and fucking... I like it. Yeah, they're playing uh, Uno. I just want to see Michael Myers like cruising in his car with like Freddy in his like whatever that red car from the first oh, movie yeah. is, with and the then like Jason just like top. running behind them because he can't keep up. <laughs> Jason like, hey, just guys. walks somehow because he didn't get his ca- provisional license. Oh, 
I love it. But by, by the way, I felt bad. I didn't talk about my absolute favorite scene of any Freddy Krueger movie when we talked to Dan. Is I think it's now I don't know. I think it's part four where he's on the beach. Okay. And he uh, puts the on the shark thing. Yeah. Oh, set yeah. Them with the shark fins. Yeah, and he puts uh-huh. on the sunglasses. That's sunglasses classic. is such a cool. Yeah. It's such oh, a cool visual good. because listen. The guy basically lives in his own eternal hell. He lives in a boiler room, but yeah. if he's on the beach, Freddy's getting those shades on. Yeah, go. I like when he turns into Jack Torrance and tells everyone to take their medicine in the in Freddy's dead, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so cool. We could talk about this stuff all night, but we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Listen, here's the situation. Because we're tired. I feel like a dream warrior right now. Like, I haven't slept. Warrior. I've been chugging coffee. This, this uh, we're, we're, we, uh, we're honest people here. We tried to do this a week ago. It did not work. Massive audio issues. We've yep. sorted them out. But it worked out because Dan was able to join us. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun talking to him. But we'll keep the horror train going. Guys, we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. Scary. Talking about more horror movies. We're going to be seeing some horror icons horror at Spooky icons. Empire at the end of the Spooky month. Spooky Empire so. and uh, Halloween Horror Nights that we're going to be checking out down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, if we have anybody listening down in Orlando, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll get like a lunch. We'll do. We'll uh, all, we'll all do. You're buying. We're going to get, yes, <laughs> have some lunch. We'll have a luncheon. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, yeah. Get a big salad. Yeah. Coffee. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to be down in Orlando. Guys. Stranger Things starts in a couple weeks. Holy Ooh. shit. Yeah, it does. We're going to be talking about that in Y'all watch that trailer? New trailer's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see uh, Funko's putting out, like, Ghostbuster uh, Stranger Things pops. Yep. You guys see that? Yep. That's so I smart. I didn't see that, actually. That's really that smart. That is yeah. so smart. Dude, uh, I saw that, like, Georgie Pennywise uh, two-pack. Is that? Ooh, yeah. He's putting that out. Yeah. It's Funko? It is Funko. So, guys, I want to yep. leave you with this. Um, God, we have so much to talk about. So we're going to go down to Spooky, and the cast of It will be there for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're going to meet them. It's going to be uh, Bev. Ben. Bev, Ben, Stan, Bill. Stan and Bill. Uh, and there's a website called fanmail.biz, and this is a website where you can obtain uh, people's addresses if you want to send fan letters and fan mail and get autographs through the mail. So I was kind of – I go. Th- I've, I haven't done that in a while, but I was going through it. Somebody – during while it was in production, sent a letter to Barbara Muschietti. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I hope I got her first name right. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is the uh, producer of it, sister of the uh, director mm-hmm. Andy Muschietti. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love saying that. Now that I can say it without saying Andy Milanakis. Uh huh. Wrote them a letter. Wrote Barbara a letter, and all the letter was just expressing their gratitude that. She was that she was just like, hey, I'm a huge fan of the original. I love the book. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about your movie. Good luck. It was a good luck letter. Uh huh. And in the mail received a poster signed by the entire cast and crew. Shut the fuck wow. up. So God, they're like it's they're too good and like everything that's going on in the movie. It's yeah. too much she's been handle. she's been very vocal too. Like on you know her and Andy, both of them have been very vocal on like on Instagram and yeah. they'll, they'll comment on whatever you know just talk about the movie openly and stuff like that it's really cool it's to like see a that romance kind of between fans and director which is kind of like what happened with james gunn when guardians first came out and it's mm-hmm. that like it's just mm-hmm. really sweet mm-hmm. and awesome to have that back and forth and i want to leave it on this note we talked a lot about freddy krueger nightmare on Elm street tonight one of the greatest horror icons of all time uh thank you so much to wes craven mm-hmm. for for bringing yeah. 
uh, who in the story, uh, he's a fucking visionary. He was a visionary, and he had night terrors of his own. And, and he was inspired by like real deaths yeah, and like there was these, real shit. There, it was, uh, I believe, in Japan there were these reported deaths of these teenage boys who would have these night terrors and die in their sleep. And he was like, mm-hmm. "That's a movie. I'm yeah, make that a movie." And as a female who likes to drink coffee and like punch stuff and like, I don't know, I like badass women, and th- these movies have. And a that's lot what of Wes them, Craven so. was. Yeah, he's a badass girl. Uh, yeah, but these no, movies and, are great. And, and, I love you know, them. And he passed uh, a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. obviously, uh, probably the most iconic. Uh, if, if he was the the Stephen King of horror directors, mm-hmm. uh, so thank you to Wes Craven for bringing us these wonderful films, and uh, thank you to Dan. Shoning for coming on. And thank you to Dan Shoning for uh, coming to talk about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all she wrote. Thank you to Jake. And thanks to thanks Jake. Thanks to me. Hey, thank you. Thank yeah. you thank to you. Uh, GarageBand and Skype for cooperating. You know, they've been at odds. Uh, yeah. Been fighting. They've been, you know, but, but GarageBand only got two kills. So. <laughs> <laughs> for all that's of our listeners. Real Monster Squad. It's for just all... a duo. It's a dynamic oh. duo. The app, Monster App Squad. Uh-huh. We gotta stop. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go all night. <laughs> no. <laughs> For all of our listeners, thank you so much uh, for keeping those reviews coming on iTunes. We've gotten a few more lately. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Mm -hmm. Nothing helps us more than you going to iTunes, Mm -hmm. subscribing uh, to Yes Have Some Podcasts on whatever uh, podcast app you use. Hit the subscribe button. That way the episodes automatically come to you. You don't even have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Leaving a five-star review, we really appreciate it. And if you want to come hang out with us on social media, it's facebook.com slash yes have some cast. Also, our discussion group. Free therapy. Free therapy. Yes, have some group therapy. A lot of good topics in there. Talking toys, talking movies, talking collectibles. Uh, just search group therapy. Yes, have some uh, on Facebook. You can find, join the group, and we'll get you set up there. Twitter, we'll get Instagram, you all set up at YHS Podcast, and uh, yes, T-shirts. have some shop. <laughs> t-shirt gun uh, for the for the internet. Yes, have some t-shirt gun. We're gonna be updating that. More to come on that soon. Uh, we're all over the place, but we appreciate everybody. And uh, anything else before we sign? Any final thoughts on Freddy, guys? That's it. I hope he comes back. Yeah. I'm going to take some of that stay awake. I want some more Freddy. Yeah. Some stay awake? Some stay awake hip- pills. Hypnosil? Hypnosil? Yeah. Dude, I'm all about that hypnosil. No dreams. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect, dude. Nah, yeah. nah. I need my dreams. I like them. Hopefully, Freddy will be back in some form or fashion. Uh, there, there was talk of Andy uh, Muschietti. Tackling Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure that he can do Wait, whatever. Wait, Pennywise he wants. versus Freddy. Will he do it? Will he do it? I'd watch that. Jake's like, fuck that. Pennywise like versus Freddy. <laughs> Should be a dance off. No, they'd end up liking each other. They have so much in common. They're just holding hands. Like they'd be talking about who has the more creative skills, <laughs> like with their kills. Like, no, you're. I really like what you did with that sink, like with that drain. Like it's really good. I like how they just float. That's cool. Yeah, it's like no, it's like, it's so like artistic. A lot of people don't appreciate it. Yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks for letting me down in your lair. For Abigail Gardner, Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you to Dan Schoening for joining us this week. Please go check out the Ghostbusters comic books on IDW. November yep. 1st, they've got Ghostbusters Ninja Turtles 2 crossover coming out. You can go get GB101 in stores now. And thank you to Freddy Krueger and Robert England. That's all I got. Yeah, that's yep. it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Cool. Stay awake.